0: just the fact that they believe that he's the best yeah, coach he's yeah. unbelievably powerful then if the fact that he is as well like that's the buy in that sometimes coaches if there's any bit of doubt they don't get that subscribe to the football pod wherever you get your podcasts the news round on off the ball with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back neon night edition available now Now you're welcome along Off the Ball is coming at you so needless to say we'll be reflecting on events at the Aviva Stadium last night Gavin Cooney of the 42 Vinnie Perth both in studio 9 to 10 we'll be talking some hurling half past 7 Michael Verney is with us we have Kilkenny against Limerick in a league final and again rumours abound of a slight tangent coming your way between 8 and 9 53106 the text number we are at Off the Ball on Twitter Richard McCormick with us good evening How are you Joe? And Michael McCarthy here in studio. Hello. I am here. How are you? Uh Mary gets the ball rolling. France put the ball in the net. Ireland didn't. That's what counts. And good night, everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: Absolutism for Mary, yeah. Absolutism.
0: Is that what that is? Look,
1: I mean Frank Stapleton said it, didn't she? Didn't he? Uh after uh, Euro eighty eight in the in the car park while he was getting on the bus and there was all these questions about all the chances that England had. And uh, you know, and do you think And his answer was, well, we scored and they didn't. You know, so maybe sometimes that's that's all it is at the end of the day, Joe. I sort of think there's more to a football game than just what happens to be the score at the end of it, you know. I don't have
0: to be too existential to think that, do I? I don't think so. Uh, Rich, Irish performance. Give us your overview to get the ball rolling although Mary to be fair has pretty much concluded. I don't know know the ball ball is rolling now the the ball has been the ball has been trapped and booted out of play (laughs) the referee has picked up the ball and walked (laughs) off the pitch uh, (laughs) (laughs) go get the ball and throw it back in and start rolling it again please it's like Estonia Scotland all over
2: again Um, very 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 uh, well managed and well coached and well realised on the pitch as well last night from moment one they were a team that had a brief uh, from 1 to 11 and absolutely stuck to it, each and every one of them. Granted, there were flubs along the way, some minor, and Josh Cullen's one, a pretty major one. <clears throat> but you could see when players are being substituted in around 60, 65 minutes, how heavily they were breathing, how much they were putting into that game. Uh, and it was a lot. To be able to be able to stand toe-to-toe with a two-time World Cup finalist um, and a team who boasts one of the best players, if not the best player in the world right now, and deservedly, match them in terms of play and probably undeservedly come away with a defeat is huge and and that should be I think Seamus Coleman said it in his post-match interview with uh, with Tony last night Like that should be the benchmark going forward and they need to albeit with little tactical tweaks here and there because you're not going to you know, approach a Gibraltar game like that or perhaps even a Greece game like that in the same manner uh, but in terms of application and in terms of effort and in terms of realising a manager's vision for what he wants to see uh, from the first minute that is the benchmark and if they can take that and move that into June and take six points uh, in Greece um, it's not going to be as hot as 40 degrees as some might have said last night um, and then at home to Gibraltar like they've, they've a decent chance because that Netherlands squad are you know a rabble and the infighting is, is moments away uh, from them because there's former pros pointing the finger uh, at all sorts in that squad experience and non-experience so like the second place in that group is a very live possibility Oof.
1: easy now Tiger <laughs> it was a casual three points of Greece I think uh, they've lost one game in the last two or three years there that was to Spain I got that off Gavin Cooney stole it off him but <laughs> uh, yeah like I mean it's not straightforward the point is we have to build on the performance or else it's kind of for naught you know it's like you can lose games that you play well in but if you're not always playing well then you're not going to get the results you know so I think that's uh I thought that we were great at times, you know. And actually, Joe, I was thinking like, and you might have you were there, obviously. And sometimes you get a sense of these things at a match more so than you do watch on TV. But that's the biggest gap in talent and quality I can remember for a team coming to Lansdowne Road in in my time. And if you look at the first twenty minutes, when you were like, it felt a bit Ireland were doing everything right, but it felt a bit matter of time. We weren't coming out of our own third. They got a grip on the game after that. But for that first twenty-five minutes, I was thinking like this is almost unfair. It's an unfair thing for us to be talking about like getting a result or whatever it might be because they're just not anywhere near the league of these players. But then they did, they got it together. And look, I mean, for Ireland to have any chance against France, France have to contribute to that. They have to They have to have a slightly off night. We have to do something that rattles them in a way that they don't adapt or whatever it might be. That all happened, but that's happened with all of Ireland's good results over the time. So while I don't think we should ever be blasé about losing at Lansdowne Road, I think we should always be at a point where we're not just accepting the feat at where things start. Given the way the game played out, given it was one real chance that came from a mistake given the fact that we had a real, real chance that we all thought was a goal at the end to get a draw I really can't see how you can be too down on this team and certainly just picking out well, we lost no points how could it be good if you know
0: Yeah I, I felt very real in the stadium how awesome France were at any moment yeah and I had no problems I have to say whatsoever with Coleman and Doherty not getting ahead of the ball in any great way and not offering any kind of attacking threat I was more than happy for Coleman in particular uh, to stay at home and to be calling Ogbeni back with great regularity and Ogbeni to his credit somehow managed to juggle really giving Coleman a huge dig out and also giving Hernandez plenty to think about at the other end of the pitch you know incredible to get up and down it really was and Malumbi's work rate was off the charts and had uh, the mistake looms large in your mind, but he had a very solid game, I would say, without doing anything extraordinary. I, I, How he wasn't booked in the first half? <laughs> Do you remember this challenge? France broke the down the right, the and, leg, and yeah. they, they
1: were like, they were, they were like, it was the most obvious yellow card challenge of all time. It was like, oh, we're we're screwed here. I'm just going to take him down. The ref was like, hey, here, cop on to yourself, though.
0: Um, I thought um, our left hand side didn't offer enough and. Knight worked tirelessly you couldn't stress how much work he did off the ball and Doherty had one great run in the first half people will remember but I suppose there was a a clear thought in the Coleman Ogbené dynamic as in this is how we're setting up and this is how it will both be good defensively and offer a threat whereas I felt with Doherty and Knight defensively they were very in sync and working very hard but I don't know uh, what their plan of action was like Knight doesn't have the athleticism to pin back Pavard,
2: Albené and Knight are two different players. Like, but is Knight are, is not, not, not 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 more and central? Like, is Knight,
1: yeah, do you know what I mean? As purpose, like, is in, is he not? Is that not a tactical choice that we kind of only have one wing because we need more bodies in the midfield? So Beni is technically yeah. a forward, but he's playing on the right wing, whereas Malumbi, Knight, and Cullen are all kind
0: of central. I, I suppose a 5-4-1 as we were out of, without possession against a 4-3-3 three, three. the two in midfield are enough there to handle yeah. Griezmann and, and Rabio and Camavinga to be fair Evan Ferguson dropped in Camavinga a lot I just felt there was an argument if we were going to be as, as kind of agricultural as we were on the right hand side and, and it worked to an extent I felt like Doherty and Knight were a touch more in no man's land and I could have imagined for instance instead of Knight maybe a James McLean really pressing Pavard in the same way that a Benet was yeah. pressing because France were playing a very high line and you saw when Alameda came on and he ran in behind you were like oh Ferguson wasn't actually doing that so much and he dropped deep and Kenny said he dropped yeah. a bit too deep but I mean that's a minor quibble so it gives you the opportunity to be a six at times at the back or you know uh, play with uh, yeah. wing backs at times with sometimes and D and Coleman or yeah. but in, yeah. the, in the main I agree with Richie and yourself I think for, for the opposition uh, that we were facing which was France I was really pleased that this team set up in a defensively solid way, that the shape was well drilled and it worked in the main and that they didn't do anything too silly. Again, the Cullen mistake aside, but that wasn't a trend in the game. That was a one-off mistake. I thought they set up very pragmatically and was a bit more of a hard-nosed edge to them, which hasn't been there enough in the last maybe year, I would argue, personified by Malumbi. You know, that, that kind of ferocious, we're still going to have to work harder than the opponents to, to beat them. So I'd say, Rich, as a, like as a first step, if the rest of the campaign goes, goes well, you'd look back and say, that was, a, that was a good, solid performance, perfectly good. I suppose the point is the challenges against Greece and certainly Gibraltar are, are that bit different. It's like, can we now break down sides and be a bit more adventurous and not give away silly goals? And, and that still, I think, remains to be seen. They, they are very different challenges uh, to France, clearly.
2: Yeah, and, and the, the thing about it is, like, at times last night when he came on, I would have liked to have seen the ball get to Mikey Johnson a little bit more because yeah. you can see with that little bit of a shimmy and a move past the defender, he would have frightened the life out of them in those final 10 minutes if he had seen more of the ball. Getting it to him is a different matter. But that's certainly something that you can explore <clears throat> against Gibraltar, definitely. Uh, perhaps against Greece as well, maybe more so at home than away. But, but there are options now that if you do need to alter your plan or change the game or go on a slightly more attacking or possession based route than you do players like Johnson who you know can come off the bench and give defenders a fright Will Smallbone uh, as well probably unlucky not to have played some part last night too has shown obviously that that he's capable of of unlocking defences and playing through the lines and those are all good things Um, And yes we're not at the same quality level man for man as France we don't have a Camavinga we don't have a uh, Kylian Mbappe but we're showing that what we do have uh, uh, we can work a decent system around and certainly as I mentioned build from what last night's performance was but it will be literally you know what is it another uh, four or five minutes, Yeah, it's, it's going to be application, application, application yeah. Like, and, and there can be no like the, the idea of mentally switching off at least for a second as draining as it is just can't be something that enters their heads and if you, if you can keep your concentration and if you can stick to a game plan as well as they did for the guts of last night and they are standing in good stead
0: very quick smattering of text, and then we'll get into the news mm-hmm. so in no particular order John Dublin is Kenny really showing us anything that we haven't seen before a lot of confirmation bias going on I think I would say the team are playing more ball than we've seen in a long time to be fair John uh, forget the result finally enjoy watching this team play against is making cork so maybe that's a riposte to John's point about anything new Emmett and Donegal second place a live possibility what are you guys smoking where's the basis for that he wonders uh, Netherlands being a bit dodgy we're hoping the the inevitable infighting but uh, I think it's still odds against for sure yeah we still have to get a, like we still have
1: to get lucky to get a result results plural yeah. against Holland right but I was saying to Arthur last night when we were watching the match and watching the game on Friday night in particular Mbappe can have a night like last night where nothing happens for him. But he's still like that dangerous presence where he's the best player on the pitch and anything could happen at any time and we have to completely be turned on at all times. And that's obviously going to affect us going forward and all. Someone like Memphis Depay, the Dutch Mbappe, is going to have nights like Friday 50% of the time where he may as well not be there. You know, and that's the difference. That's why there is, there's definitely a chance that Ireland could do something against Holland. You know, if they, they, play, like they, last night if well. they play like they, they, they did on Friday, I didn't see last night, obviously, but what was yeah. it? 2-0 against Gibraltar? Three, three. 3-0 three. Three, against 10 men. Yeah, if they do what they did on Friday night, like we could absolutely get something off.
0: Con and Limerick, Ireland defended well and they were really up for last night. I agree. But they were very limited. Yeah, I, on the limited, I would say certainly very cautious. And I, I don't know if you're at the stadium or not, Con, I, I must watch it back on TV out of interest, but certainly being there, I mean, the looming threat of a French counterattack. any time Ireland had a set piece or got numbers ahead of the ball, I couldn't exaggerate it. And your eyes were drawn to Mbappe. And there were times when France would win the ball back or they'd head a corner clear and it might fall to French feet. And it was just like this cluster bomb of French jerseys bombing forward and this sense of we're in big trouble. So... You were saying very limited. I would say they were extremely cautious. Like I said, Colman Daugherty never getting ahead of the ball and I think that's understandable and, and it felt appropriate at the stadium. Anyway, I'll continue your text. We didn't look like scoring apart from that one corner. Again, quick disagreement. The EDA running behind played it to McLean. That was a chance. There was an Alan Brown volley across the... Um, Box at one stage the yeah. corner obviously the best yeah. chance Ireland could easily uh, lose in Greece by two or three goals they could we need to be realistic with this team they are lower championship level to think we could finish ahead of the Dutch is not possible we'll do very well to finish ahead of Greece a very similar team lost to Luxembourg one of the worst ever results that's con in Limerick and then a final one for the time okay. being if I could uh, how about the possibility France played poorly they were most certainly not at the races unusually poor in possession Ireland did well but France were off I do agree France were pedestrian. By their standards, and certainly watching Frank Leboeuf and others analyze the game, they are disgusted. Oh, sorry, disgusted. They are com- like, very critical of the French performance. Mm. I think uh, <laughs> Frank Leboeuf used the phrase where he said, I wouldn't say it was a disgraceful performance, it was disappointing. <laughs> so, like, isn't
1: that just going to happen though? Like, Ireland contributed to that a little bit as well. Like, Ireland definitely frustrated them, and you know, I, I think we can look at it sometimes probably too one-eyed and then when you hear France think that they're making the like that they have some sort of you know detailed nuanced opinion they're just looking at France as well you know what I mean I think that Ireland absolutely (laughs) contributed on the point of a similar team against Luxembourg I don't have the Luxembourg team ahead of me but like the team Kenny has built in such a short period of time Again, this isn't, doesn't have to be a referendum on Stephen Kenny in any way, shape or form. But like, I'm just looking at his first match here, right? The only player who played last night, who started last night, that played his first game uh, against Bulgaria, do you remember when Shane Duffy got the late equaliser, was Matt Doherty. The only person who was involved, in the, uh, who came on or played last night or that night, is Adam Ida, who started that night and came on last night. There's nobody else. That's an incredible turnaround in such a short period of time. And you look at the players who've developed in that time, like Josh Cullen, like Malumbi, like Ugbene. Um, you know, I, oh John Egan, sorry, John Egan and Doherty both played that night. Sorry, and and nobody else. You look at Bazunu, for example. You know, and there's more as well. They're all like international. Maiden Collins. Yeah, they're all they've all got experience now. They're all internationals. They all know what this is about, and will be better served for it each time. You know, so I like. The idea that we're not coming along and it's the same old, same old, I don't really buy it, I have to say. Mm. That was one of our best performances that I can remember in a long time last night. Again, it does, the summer is what matters.
0: Yeah. But I think it's, we it's can't say there's no signs of anything, like as the texters are saying there. No, and it's fair to say Ireland can muster up those rear guard actions against the better teams. No, we tra- do, yeah. Traditionally. Not unheard of, yeah. I would say we kept possession better than we traditionally do. It's not to say we created a lot of chances, but at least at the times there was an effort to... Uh, keep the ball and take the sting out of the game Zuna and was hardly busy
2: though as well when you, when you say we didn't create chances it was a game largely light on chances yeah. they had a couple but
0: not, more than, not, not much more certainly than, than ourselves no, that's true shots on goal France 11 Ireland 11 was a surprising statistic wow. two on target Ireland four on target France yeah two it, long distance saves from Bazunu that were comfortable enough like that's and the goal isn't that the only times that there was any yeah. real chance there yeah? pretty, much, pretty much let's hear from the camp thing because I know that's where you're starting your news run Richie it is as yep. ever brought to you would you let labs get <clears> the ultimate shave or your money back neon night edition available now so where are you taking us
2: yeah, Captain Seamus Coleman, as we mentioned, says the Republic of Ireland must use last night's performance against France as the yardstick for the rest of the Euro 2024 campaign. Next up is a trip to Greece on June 16th, and Ireland's man of the match last night, Chidozio Beni, remains confident that they can qualify for Germany.
0: You know, overall I'm positive, I think um, I think we performed really well, I think we were unfortunate enough to get at least a point from today's performance but we are disappointed, you know, that's the expectation we have of ourselves, you know, we get, we, we get beat 1-0 by the if not one of the best teams in the world and we're disappointed, I think we, we had enough chances to get a, a draw tonight but the, uh, the application of the boys today was outstanding, I think um, we were very compact, we were difficult to break down and we were beaten by a long-range spectacular. There's not much we can do about that. I mean, you know, you could say, you know, clear the ball, but these things happen. Um, but I think overall, we have to take the positives and um, we just have to, you know, strive for consistency, especially going towards June. We need to pick up six points if we, if we want to push for this um, qualification stage. I mean, he really was very good. He's so likeable as a footballer.
1: He's that kind of uh, every time, and this is every time he's played like uh, or been involved with Ireland, he just lifts things a little bit and he just has all those attributes of like a really popular kind of folk hero style footballer and I don't know if he's been getting enough chances. I have to say, I was very happy to see him start last night. it wasn't a guarantee by any means, mm. but he seems to always deliver, and obviously like I mean last night could be his defining performance for Ireland absolutely, but I feel like it it, it hasn't come out of nowhere,
0: you know he's been very, very good, yeah a few texts in on the anthem actually so Andrew on YouTube National Anthem was incredibly special last night he says uh, the lady that is Lisa Lamb a uh, lady should be a permanent fixture for future matches and another one on the anthem lads following on from my uh, successful slight tangent recommendation last week and his question last week was is Formula 1 a COD I have another one for this week Aaron Levine banned or no band it looked and sounded sensational last night goosebumps all round I usually want the band but I have to say I
1: thought last night last night was made and Joe you were there again so this how it came across on what was actually the live feed I was getting from the stadium from you guys was the noise on at the end was the loudest I've heard Lansdowne
2: Road in years for a football game you see that clip of Evan Ferguson afterwards unbelievable no, Richard That that goes along. It, it basically tracks along the anthem line. Uh, just afterwards I think I, I don't know if it's unofficial footage I'm, I'm sure somebody in the sideline had it but it gets to Evan Ferguson and he's like he's rubbing his hands and jumping up and down and saying like the, the expression is this is this is quite something this mm. is something really really special and you could tell that it was and the anthem thing is the anthem thing is funny because they tried the same thing against Latvia and obviously it's Latvia it's a friendly and there's what is it 10,000 fewer in the stadium and the occasion isn't as large and it can come across a little bit uh, provincial championship quarterfinal, and um, when you just have somebody singing the anthem on its own, uh, with no accompaniment, it works for an atmosphere like 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 last night. Certainly, um, I I'm still not sold on if it's going to be the exact same against Gibraltar uh, when they come to to Dublin in June. Um, it's going to be the same kind of atmosphere. So, I don't know. If the, I don't know if you make a call, band, no band yet, but it, it definitely worked last night for sure. Yeah, we have both. Do the dropout like a cappella.
0: Uh, no it doesn't need to be a cappella.
1: You could get both Yeah I, don't know. I don't
0: know There's
2: definitely
1: those You don't know Wales
2: England situation From last week though Or, no, or Italy England sorry From, from last week Because that was a shambles Where they had singers on the sideline And the band that was playing it In the wrong tempo And all that kind of stuff So they ruined uh, both anthems
0: Why can't Italy play an anthem in tempo? <laughs> <laughs> like their own like, It was just bad It's just so bad Yeah uh, Anonymous text in The Collins header wasn't even In the top corner <laughs> oh, oh, that's a good save. <laughs> Come on. stop! If it. we can't agree on that, we can't agree on that. Do not feel like that ball hit the head? I've seen balls from that position
1: being headered in that direction. It was a goal.
0: Yeah.
1: It, was a, it was a
0: nine and a half times out of ten goal. And it was an unbelievable save. Yes. Uh, what on earth is Ogbeni still doing playing for Rotherham? Surely last night a Premier League team will take a 10 to 15 million punt on him. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I
1: don't know. There was a moment in commentary last night where it sounded like, it obviously wasn't meant this way, but it sounded like Real Shade was put on by uh, Darren Maloney on the TV commentary where he just went, Agbené of Rotherham. (laughs) (laughs) Having just been through all these brilliant uh, French players and all their different uh, amazing clubs. But yeah, it
0: is is a strange thing that he's still there. Yeah, I felt uh, France were ultimately a bit pedestrian by their standards and yet so good as well if I, there were times especially after they scored the goal where they just picked up the game and put it in their back pocket and the ease with which they do it
2: and, yeah there's a speed uh, of thought with that level of player that uh, we just can't match it's, joy, right? and, and, it's and a a joy to it watch and touches you. Yeah, it really
0: is it's, it's yeah. beautiful to watch I mean I was enjoying their performance in a weird way even though I didn't think they ever opened up or injected the tempo into their passing that they could have yeah and Mbappe again did very very little And yet he showed just enough at times that he is just on a different planet to everybody else on the pitch. And it's rare enough at that level where you go along to the Viva Stadium and you see a player. The only other example I can think of is Wes. Uh, (laughs) Come on. I love Wes more than anyone. (laughs) Come on. I know. But it's rare you go along and you're like, even Ronaldo, who's of an age now and he was there recently enough, didn't stand out. To this extent, like there, were, there, there was one chop inside it at one point, and it wasn't just Coleman who you know went. Every single defender in the defensive line, every single midfielder bought the chop. It was like it was like a Ireland were a subito team, and all of them just took a massive step that way and yeah. bought it. And you were just like, man, if you didn't have Coleman with another defender inside him and Doug tracking back and uh, Malumbi dutifully hacking away Yeah, this guy would murder us it's I know just but you know so what good. the
1: fact that he didn't he's the best player in the world and he did show all those signs and he didn't murder us it's a massive win for Ireland and actually the, I, I thought Seamus Coleman was absolutely brilliant but also like it was a really good selection actually because we're all worried about that and yeah, obviously yeah. Seamus has passed his best and so on but he's also like one of the smartest footballers we've had and, and he's one of the best footballers and and so we, what he was uh, lacking in physicality he made up for in experience and his ability to manage the players around him
0: to get the help that he needed Kenny Cunningham, I thought he was brilliant last night Kenny Cunningham made the point with us last week I would definitely play Coleman at right wing back and, I, and a lot of people were unsure in fairness Stephen Kenny got the call absolutely right and Kenny was making the point this morning with the lads in AM like there were one or two moments where Mbappe did get turned in the main Coleman didn't let him get turned but did get turned and Coleman had the nose to give himself three yards not five yards because that's too much and Mbappe chops inside and then you're in all sorts of pain and not too close to get completely burnt just judge the space gave himself a few yards Mbappe knocks it by him starts making ground in Coleman and then when the moment comes Coleman slides to make the tackle and it's out for a corner and that's an house nice, and that's experience and, yeah. and Kenny should be uh, Stephen Kenny, not Kenny Cunningham. Although they both should be commended because Kenny called for <laughs> as well. Give Kenny the egg. Both Kennys, both Kennys should be commended because they were, you know, you have to say against the best player in the world, give or take, they did such a good job there. Yeah, and that, you know, there's a lot to be said for that. Uh, Richie, sorry, keep us going. Yeah, Scotland plotting a mighty upset in Group A of Euro 2024 qualifying tonight.
2: They are at home to Spain at Hampden Park. The Scots opened their campaign with a 3-0 win at home to Cyprus at the weekend. But Scott McTominay, Ryan Christie and Lyndon Dykes have all been promoted to the starting 11 for tonight's game. Elsewhere in that group, Norway remain without a win after two games. They were held to a one all draw by Georgia in Batumi this evening. In Group D, Wales are unchanged for the visit of Latvia to Cardiff. They are looking to follow up that creditable draw away to Croatia at the weekend. Croatia themselves are in Bursa to play Turkey. Uh, Dorothy Wall says Ireland can use their second half display against Wales to build upon for this week's meeting with France. One of the women's Six Nations favourites visit Musgrave Park on Saturday, a week after Ireland's humbling defeat in Cardiff. Senior coach John McKee says that some tough conversations have been had since Cardiff.
0: Oh, look, there was, um, yeah, some pretty um, blunt Review meetings went on, and, and really looking at you know some of the technical areas of the game where we really felt we we let ourselves down. Um, disappointing thing, you know, from a coaching perspective, is that we got beaten in some areas which we've done well before, and we got away from you know our process and, and the way we do things, and went you know to individual and couldn't counter the the strength of the Welsh team, but. You know the the the, the session yesterday round review were really good, and my training today has been um, really good. This morning, their units with um, a lot of physical work done, particularly for the forwards. So yeah, we we're really looking forward to the contest this week.
1: It was very disheartening, I have to say, on Saturday. I don't know what you thought of it, but like there was a time in the first half, in between, I think the Welsh second and third try where Ireland were just like. On between the twenty-two and the ten-meter line for what felt like about a half an hour It was probably about ten minutes of real time, where the ball was just in the same area of the pitch. Yeah, and it was just it was like we're, we can't cross the halfway line. No, and they say were, say what you want about like you know our setup and all that stuff, and obviously it has to get better. But they did a much better job against Wales last year. Not that much has changed
0: in, in, in that amount of time, and it was just it was very uh, disheartening. They were trapped really at that stage because. The Welsh forwards obviously had the edge in Ireland in the set piece and in most collisions, although again, I agree with your point because last year Ireland made more dominant tackles than any other side in the Championship and it just looked like a non-contest in the physicality stakes on Saturday. But Ireland were trapped because they had no kicking option aside from Breen. So they couldn't kick their way out of trouble. They had to try and run their way out of trouble and the attacking shape was just had a sink and Wales smelled blood and they just yeah. kept squeezing up and it was like, in rugby terms, an absolute massacre that stage. Second half better, five points apiece, but um, you wonder to what extent Welsh uh, heads had taken their foot off the pedal. It was very worrying. Uh, I would say at this removed there's a very good chance Ireland will take the wooden spoon. Italy are a good team. That's a way, obviously. Yeah, like Italy are a very good team. It, this isn't Parallels with the men's situation. No, I think thinking Scotland more so, really, because Joe Chads at their home and, games. And, and so I did the Scotland England game for Virgin. Mm. We have the France game at the weekend, Ireland France, and the 58 7 scoreline doesn't make great reading, but that's just because England are so far ahead of everybody. Uh, the sense from uh, Jenny Murphy and Fiona Hayes alongside me in studio was uh, there's a good shade to the Scotland attack they defended actually alright again in the context of 58 points so they've maybe taken a bit of a step forward on last year and it's hard to feel we have at the moment so it was very dispiriting I think most people would have expected Wales to win but just not in that yeah. fashion. that's it and not and not the best year for it as well when
1: the home games are or unwinnable basically and then you have to go away for your only chance of getting of avoiding that wooden spoon
0: yeah yeah it's tough it's very tough predicament for all concerned like so we'll see what they can muster up against France maybe there was a there has to be an aspect of particularly bad day at the office about it uh, you would hope uh, Rich do you want to give us a last uh, story or two yeah, the IRFU, strange one this actually they've confirmed a change of head coach
2: ahead of the penultimate leg of Olympic qualifying. Aidan McNulty announced on his LinkedIn earlier today that he was joining Munster as provincial talent coach. Some hours later the IRFU confirmed the news with Alan Temple-Jones appointed head coach ahead of this weekend's tournament in Hong Kong. He spent the last two seasons with the Celtic Sharks having been the IRFU's head of athletic performance for the Sevens programme for four years prior to that. And the Donegal County Board confirmed this evening that Aidan O'Rourke will remain in charge of the senior footballers for the duration of the championship he was promoted to the role last week following the surprise resignation of Paddy Carr Donegal's relegation to Division 2 was confirmed with a 21 points to 9 loss to Roscommon on Sunday they're now just over three weeks away from an Ulster quarter final with Down in Uri. O'Rourke will be assisted uh, by Paddy Bradley as he was indeed at the weekend and the IOC president Thomas Bach says they'll continue to explore avenues to allow Russian and Belarusian athletes compete as neutrals at next year's Olympics the Irish government is among a coalition stating their disapproval of athletes from either country competing in Paris, even as neutrals. While Bach says no final decision has been made, he's insisted that no athletes supporting the war in Ukraine should be allowed in international competition. Bach's statements today have been criticised by Vladimir Klitschko, among
0: others, who said on Twitter the decision contaminates the Olympic spirit. It sure does. Uh, last text in or two, Anonymous. It might not be popular to say it, lads, but I like the band. Bring back the band. And somebody else says, "Uh, no music anthem only works when it's a bit of a surprise. It's ridiculous otherwise. Plus the music on the Tannoy beforehand was also ridiculous, like a terrible bar you avoid on sun holidays. We did get freed from desire in there. Yeah, you were loving that. You got Chewie to sing it. Which he did. Which he did, yeah. <laughs> You're a terrible man. <laughs> but, uh, I've learned one thing in radio. When the inclination comes to sing, don't, because then it's preserved forever. Yeah. So I went to Stewie, come on, Stewie, one, two, and then I just mouthed, no, 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 no. But Stewie sang, Dan McDonald looked away, Smart man, you've learned that from bitter
1: experience, Joe, haven't you? Yeah, you know I've a ten, 11 year old clip uh, in the yeah
0: in the system. It's from uh, Richie when I was at a writer. I, it is that, isn't it? It's Lee West. It's from uh, when I was at a Ryder cup, and I was obviously what was the atmosphere like? And I was like, oh, there's loads of great songs, and so to like Kings of Leon, you're, you're on fire. I can't say sex on the radio. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did you just
0: say I blanked sex? it out. Sorry, I'm just like kids oh in the car God. or something. But like even kids in the car can all that. Anyway, uh, it would be uh, Lee, Lee Westwood's On Fire, but Ooh. I sang it at the time. So there is, oh. yeah. there is audio of me singing.
1: And kind of like, sort of like drifted as it went on as well. Didn't fully, committed at the start
0: and sort of just like faded. I, I, I came brilliant. in strong. I'll with, have to find it now for this later on the show. I came in strong with the whoa part. Yeah, that's fair. But by the time I got to Westwood... I was limping. It's like one a, of my
2: first, yeah, one of my first occasions of meeting Kenny Cunningham In there actually has him singing uh, "No Need to Argue" uh, in tribute to Dolores O'Riordan. So there's there's definitely a singing um, montage to be made there. Mick, if you wanted to do the legwork on that one, or like no, Let's do some journalism instead. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's get busy. I don't know if you what are you saying, Joe?
0: Uh, they really don't half-hearted. Joe Malloy croons the hits coming to you this Christmas. Do the all. ad and all. Uh, that's a voiceover I couldn't do that I don't have that in my locker Uh, right we've got to go a slight tangent is between 8 and 9 we have Vinnie Perth and Gavin Cooney who will go full in on Ireland analysis we're going to talk curly next Richie thank you very much cheers nice and lads, cheers Michael thank you cheers